Are you in a state of recovery? Do you want more clarity and direction? Have you built your foundation and wonder what lies beyond recovery? Do you want to discover what you are truly capable of? And are you ready to discover your purpose, learn to overcome your limiting beliefs, and change your mindset? Are you ready to discover the key to living a purpose-driven life? When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost, but our journey doesn't have to stop there. This is the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. After overcoming my own 20-year battle of addiction to drugs and alcohol, I have now dedicated my life to empowering those in recovery to rewire their brain so they can change their story and enhance their recovery even further. Hey everyone, Tamar here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And you know, I'm grateful for being able to play sometimes. I have a almost five-year-old niece now. And as I'm recording this, I'm just coming off a weekend of being able to spend some time with her. And you know, I just realized how fun it is um, to kind of kick back and forget all the adult stuff. Uh, I got to stop adulting for a period of time and just play, you know, color, do some fun things, run around. And it just, you know what, it uh, it brought me back. And I forget sometimes that I need to take that time off, that I need to play And so, you know, getting to spend some time with my niece this weekend really helped bring that back. So I think moving forward, I'm just going to play more. And uh, that's what I'm grateful for today. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to share, I know you've heard it before, but come join us at the first annual Rise Beyond Recovery Virtual Summit. It's taking place April 4th through 8th. You're going to hear from almost 30 speakers who are in recovery, who will share with you how they overcame their addiction, found recovery, and created a life so good for themselves that they never want to go back to their old way of living. They're going to share tips and strategies on how to develop long-term recovery. And the event is free to attend, but of course you can purchase a VIP lounge pass, which will get you lifetime access to the speaker recordings, plus a bonus gift from each of the speakers. You're going to get a couple courses in there and just tools and strategies on how you can enhance your own recovery. Now, the best part is, is that tickets are only 25 bucks. So that's a few coffees. And the best part is, is that $15 of every pass sold is going to be donated to the nonprofit Touched by Addiction. And if you've listened to the show before, you've heard them on the show and they help people that are in need get into long-term treatment facilities. We're talking year-long facilities. So only 25 bucks. Uh, Come join us. You can find us at www.risebeyondrecovery.ca. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about long-term recovery. Now, I am coming up to the 10-year mark, which is considered for some in recovery, long-term recovery. 
And it's been quite the journey. Let me tell you, it has been a lot of work. It's been a lot of good times, a lot of bad times. But I think that because of the steps I've taken, I've been able to develop that resilience as a result of discovering my purpose and create a better life for myself. And I think that that is part of what's allowed me to reach that long-term recovery. Now, I see so many people on social media taking, you know, a week, 30 days, six months, one year. And I think it's absolutely amazing. I think that more people are starting to recover out loud. And I think that, you know, every day that we have this gift of sobriety is definitely worth celebrating. But what I see very little of, and, you know, if you're in the recovery community, you know that your circle gets smaller. Unfortunately, a lot of people do not make long-term recovery. It's usually around the five to 10 year mark that I have started to see people kind of slip away. And then what usually happens is they end up relapsing, you know, but there's not a lot of people, you know, that are talking long-term recovery. Now, I am incredibly grateful that I have partnered up with women um, who are in recovery, who have long-term recovery, who are promoting it more, who are recovering out loud, because I think it's incredibly important, you know, uh, that in order to get this long-term recovery, you have to be mindful of the company you keep. Now, for me, getting sober wasn't the problem. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I quit drinking, right? Sometimes it was for 10 minutes, sometimes it was for an hour, sometimes it might have been for a day. Um, I was really good at quitting. But the problem I had was staying sober. I didn't know how to do that because as soon as I experienced an emotion, I reverted back to those behaviors that protected me for so long, right? They allowed me not to feel those uncomfortable emotions that I looked to avoid. And so I would start the pattern of numbing. And so I think, you know, when I finally stopped digging my bottom and it could have gotten much worse, when I hit that spiritual bottom, I think I was at a point where I was willing to do what it what it took, right? I was willing to overlook the personalities in recovery because there's many. I was willing to take suggestions, although sometimes I tested, right? I had to uh, touch the stove twice before I realized it was hot. Um, But I didn't want to go back to the life that I had left because I knew I had created that life and I'm incredibly grateful for it today. But I was at a point in my life where it was either I start to move forward and I learn how to create a better life and hold on to that better life, or I would go back and probably end up like most people do, and that is not making it back or not making it out of of that uh, journey alive. You know, I remember being in that first year of learning how to get sober, that first year in recovery, and being in that pink cloud, right? In recovery, they call it a pink cloud, which is a time of excitement. Everything's good. Everything's new. You get lots of recognition for, you know, every month that you stay sober. And so many people after that first year end up going back, right? Um, And these people end up disappearing, you know? And I too experienced the pink cloud. I experienced the fun life. I mean, I had just left my marriage. So I was newly single, giddy up, right? I could start dating again, which I hadn't done for some time. Um, 
you know, I was making all these new friends. I was having a lot of fun. I was really enjoying life, but there were parts of that that I was also white knuckling it. And if I wasn't careful and I didn't start taking suggestions a little bit more seriously, I definitely could have relapsed quite easy. But, you know, I see it with a lot of people and even on social media, you know, people get a little bit of time under their belt, right? And then that pink cloud goes away. The excitement of that first year goes away um, and then they disappear, right? And you see that they're back to day one and you wonder what happened? Like you were so excited. You were so happy. You were proud of your sobriety and then you ended up relapsing. Now, yes, relapse can be a part of the journey, but it doesn't have to be. And, you know, I don't think, I think too many people are shamed for that, unfortunately, in certain programs, which is unfortunate. But again, if you're serious about this thing and you want it, you have to overlook those personalities. Um, But relapse doesn't have to be a part of your story. In fact, it's not a part of my story yet. Now I say yet because I know that I myself, right, fell fell victim to that pink cloud. And I say victim because it could have taken me out uh, because I was having a lot of fun. But that was followed with complacency, right? It was like, okay, I've got a year. That was exciting. That was fun. I got recognized a lot. Now what? Right. And I started, I I started to revert back to old behaviors. I stopped doing what kept me sober in the first place. And I think that I, I'm I'm grateful for the women I surround myself with today because they talk about what it takes to get that long-term recovery. And so I wanted to talk about some strategies today that can help you hopefully avoid relapse. Maybe relapse is not a part of your story. Maybe it is and you don't want to relapse again. Now, I'm going to be honest is I have a very healthy fear of relapse and I'm almost 10 years in. I know that if I have a drink, things will go terribly sideways. And for me, unfortunately, it didn't stop at alcohol. As soon as I have a drink, I will want more. And now with all the shit that's out there, I am really afraid that if I relapsed, I would say, screw it. I might as well try some cocaine. Hey, maybe I'll even try some heroin, right? And, you know, we know that nothing is as it seems anymore because so many people are dying of overdoses today. But, you know, I honestly, I fear, I have a healthy fear of relapse. And I say healthy because understanding what's going to happen if I choose to pick up a drink stops me from wanting to pick up a drink, right? That's first and foremost. But I think we need that healthy fear, right? Because I think we can get complacent. We can figure that we've got this thing licked and that this time things might be different. But statistics show that that's not always the case. Now, some strategies that I have used and strategies that I notice a lot of people in long-term recovery use is creating a routine for themselves, right? We seem to like structure. We work well on structure. At least that's been my experience. And mine consists of waking up, I pray, right, asking for help and guidance, and then I follow that up with meditation where I'm listening, and then of course I journal, Um, I plug into my support network, Uh, that's another area where I notice that people try to do this alone, right, they read a book, a self-help book, and then they think they've got this, and they don't actually action any of the steps in the book, 
and they wonder what happened, right? They don't have this support network. So for me, it's important to always plug in to my support and when I'm not okay to ask for help. Um, Also, never stop wanting to learn. I think that when we get stagnant, we get complacent and that can equal relapse. So always being open-minded and willing to learn something new, right? And to not limit yourself because I really believe that we're capable of so much more than we think. The other part is is working on overcoming your limiting beliefs. I can't tell you how loud the voices used to be in my head. They're still there. They never go away. And I think, you know, now that I'm understanding more of the science behind this is that, you know, we have that voice and we need to be more of an observer of that voice and listen to that voice and what it's telling us because it's just really observing and making sense of the world around us. But that voice can also set us back. And so, you know, one of the things I talk about in the class I teach is belief or vision, and that's taking those limiting beliefs, right? These ideas that you have about yourself, that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, and creating the positive opposites, right? And then turning those into affirmations that you can repeat or to yourself daily. And, you know, affirmations is part of my daily routine as well. And, be mindful of who you surround yourself with. You know, do you surround yourself with people who are always stuck in the problem, who are always worried about other people? Or do you do you surround yourself with people who are present, who talk about their future and their dreams and their purpose and their goals? And, you know, people who aren't afraid to be authentic and share what's really going on in their head. You know, I think that I have really started to grow in my recovery because of the people that I have chosen to surround myself with because they help me be a better person, right? And I'm like a sponge wanting to learn everything that I can from them. So I hope that those strategies help. Um, you know, I I create a routine that's fun for me, that I enjoy. And so it doesn't, it's not a chore to do it because I, you know, hear a lot of people start this morning routine and then they just kind of give up on it after a short period of time. But it's consistency, right? It's doing something every day to move yourself towards the life you want to create for yourself. Well, I hope you took something out of that. And, you know, early recovery can be a lot of fun. And I see people really hype it up. And I'm super grateful that more and more people are getting sober, but it is definitely sad reality that a lot of people just don't manage to stay sober. And so I just want to bring a little bit more light on what it takes to actually keep this thing, right? Because it's been a tough journey at times, but I can tell you that every roadblock I face has been a gift because it's helped me become more resilient. And because I've discovered my purpose and I've got a little bit more clarity about the direction that I'm, I'm going in my life, it has helped me to achieve that long-term recovery. So don't forget, if you haven't already, check out the Rise Beyond Recovery Virtual Summit happening April 4th through April 8th. Like I mentioned, you're going to hear from almost 30 speakers who will share their stories and inspire you to create a life so good for yourself that you never want to go back to your old way of living. And you can find us at www.risebeyondrecovery.ca. I hope to see you there. Bye. 
I have had the privilege to walk alongside of many people who have built their foundation and further enhanced their recovery. But unfortunately, there are still so many people who are still suffering that need our help. The Road Beyond Recovery podcast is a proud sponsor of Touched by Addiction. Addiction thrives in isolation and darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. So if you or someone you know has been affected by addiction, there is help. At Touched by Addiction, we are dedicated to exposing addiction and ending the plague. Be that beacon of hope and light that so many desperately need. Each t-shirt or sweater you buy helps to get a struggling addict off the streets and into a year-long addiction treatment program. If you want to support the movement, go to www.touchedbyaddiction.com.